Welcome to the Pacific Forest Foundation's Talking Timber, where each week you meet the professionals behind the Northwest timber industry. Hi, and welcome. I'm Diane Mettler, Executive Director of the Pacific Logging Congress and host of Talking Timber. In this episode, number two of Talking Timber with Becky Rowe, we are gonna be discussing um, their new project, Hello, H-E-L-O 2.0. In the meantime, I wanna thank our sponsors, the Pacific Logging Congress and the Pacific Forest Foundation, who are both promoting sound technical forest education through projects like this podcast. This year, the Pacific Forest Foundation is awarding over $20,000 in scholarships. To find out more about this organization, visit www.pacificforestfoundation.org. We also want to thank our sponsors, Timber West Magazine. The publication is packed with valuable and useful job stories on successful mechanized harvesting, plus wood processing techniques. For more information, visit www.forestnet.com. Okay, now let's hear from Becky. So, um, so now you're ready to, now you're starting, now you're starting to go, yeah, 2.0. Yeah, this is so exciting. So our initial certificate was built out over two semesters. So it took Mm -hmm. two semesters for a full-time student to complete. Um, and there were some classes that were like, you can take this one or this one or this one. So it gave students some flexibility, but honestly, sometimes that creates more of a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes students just want to say, just tell me what I should take Yep, (laughs) and make it all work for me. And that is much easier for the student. And so, um, so the initial certificate was two semesters. It was a total of about 297, um, 297 operating hours broken out over two semesters with an intervening summer. And that intervening summer, a lot of times students were going to do, were going to work seasonally for partners or for agencies or, you know, so they were getting some work experience. Um, but it also, sometimes that intervening summer can be a dropout point. So, so 297 hours over two semesters, Hilo 2.0, which we are calling it internally, but it's still the heavy equipment logging operations certificate is going through a major revision after really sitting down. We spent I don't know, we probably spent about 15 to 20 hours over the summer of 2021 sitting down with industry partners going, okay, if we had it all to do over again, if we knew that there was a grant program coming and we had a year to really put it together, what it would look like, and we weren't building the plane as we were flying it, what would you want it to look like? Let's start there and then let's see what we can do with what we have. And so we went through that exercise um, and we came up with something that I think is so brilliant and so exciting. So Halo 2.0 will be a one semester academy style cohort modeled program. One semester is much, obviously much easier for a student especially a student that maybe is coming from out of the area, but wants to come do the training to go, okay, I can figure this out for 18 weeks, right? Like that is something that is much more doable, that, that size. And not only that, but because we are making it an academy style, we are able to control the courses that are in there and when they are scheduled so we can fit everything in. Okay. So we now are going to a one semester program that will have 405 hours of operating time. Oh, so okay. we 
you know, increased our operating time by a third, and we have um, shortened the time frame down to one semester. So yeah. the training is so much more intensive. There's going to be, you know, our anticipation is that the student learning outcomes are just going to, um, we're going to see an exponential trend and improvement there because they are having so much um, opportunity to just really, really cement the skills that they're learning. Um, And that cohort model, those students will all move through the program together. So that first cohort that comes in now, not to say that there's not opportunity for students that are coming in from something else and to insert in. Absolutely. They can, but once they're into that Academy style, Mm -hmm. they will kind of work as a unit. They'll, they'll build that kind of crew cohort, um, you know, mentality. And we're still right now, we're going to launch this in the fall. So fall of 2022, we're breaking some classes into eight week blocks. So the um, training is much more intensive. And then, so we'll have two eight week blocks, and then we're going to have one course that'll be kind of the main logging equipment operating course that will span like 14 of the 18 weeks of the semester. So it will span both the first block of eight weeks and the second blocks of eight weeks. That's really cool. Um, In the second eight week block, one of the new courses that we're adding that I'm so excited about is we're calling it advanced operations, but internally we're calling it production Fridays. And the entire focus of that course will be spending all day Friday up at the training site and it's just going to be operating and, and, you know, we'll have a faculty and and an industry professional that will be assisting with that class. And um, so they will be able to help guide and, and say, okay, this week, you know, these four are going to be in the four pieces of equipment. These two are going to be taking logs down the hill. This person is going to be driving the water tender. These two are going to be doing fire watch on any hot saw operations. Um, and then we'll kind of rotate, rotate them through through that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And maybe do like a half day, you know, the intent is to kind of divvy up students in pairs Mm -hmm. so that they get paired together. One will operate for, you know, a couple hours while the other is kind of watching like, and learning like, okay, what are they doing wrong? What are they doing? Right. How, like looking at it from that ground perspective, and then they'll switch. And so, you know, especially when you're learning something, it can get a little frustrating if you're just not getting it. And the longer you sit in there, you're, yeah, you get to a point where you're a little overwhelmed. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So we need to let them have that reflection time. Mm-hmm. So then we'll switch them, let them sit and watch the other person operate. The other person is, you know, having the benefit of watching the first person, you know, and so yeah, exactly. we'll, yeah we're going to kind of pair them off that way, have them work in pairs. It will be that one semester chunk. We actually, Shasta College is unique in um, California. We're one of only a handful of community colleges that has uh, dorm housing. So we do have student housing on campus. Mm-hmm. Um, and we really see this as an opportunity to expand the s- number of students and the number of areas of the industry that we're able to serve um, by having those, that housing available, um, and then just being able to make that a one semester program. So 
That's Hilo 2.0. Super nice. excited about it. This is so I understand. You're going to take this group and how many students would it be about in a right now we are we we haven't landed on an exact number. It's either going to be okay. 10 or 12. Okay. So either 10 or 12. Um, okay. And so when be... you start them out in this, you don't like they that whole group goes for the whole semester together. Would you like get halfway through it like the first eight weeks and then start another semester. So there's two groups going at any one time or is it just nope. going? Okay. Just one. No, nope, but it'll always okay. just be one. It'll be okay, one cool. back to back. And, and that's because of, you know, we only have one set of equipment. So oh, that, makes that sense, equipment yeah. is going to be, you know, yeah, we kind of have to, oh, that makes it's sense. hard to run two different things in tandem because the equipment will be used in different, in yeah. different ways. And um, the first couple of weeks, the equipment will be on campus. So that students just get the feel for moving it. And okay. students will still be taking an also at the same time, an intro to equipment operations and maintenance on our construction equipment, on the yellow equipment. So okay. here at Shasta okay. College, we say we have yellow equipment and green equipment because okay. our logging equipment is all John Deere. So, um, so if your yellow equipment and your green equipment, and um, they will be actually their first eight weeks, they'll be on both. Okay. Uh, but the first couple of weeks, they'll be on campus, even in the logging equipment, just learning how to maneuver it, like how to get it from point A to point okay. B, okay. get familiar with the controls, get familiar yeah. with the gauges, get familiar with, you know, start up and shut down all of those things. And then we'll move them up to the woods um, where they'll start just very beginning operations. And, you know, the very first thing they're going to be doing is, you know, learning how to operate the skitter and yeah. get the feel for the loader and the process, you know, they're just kind of that initial eight weeks will be pretty basic and a lot of safety, a lot okay. of safety, a lot of maintenance, you know, what does it look like? Or what does it sound like when there's a hydraulic leak somewhere? Yeah. And what do you do in that instant? You know, I mean, it's yeah. like those sorts of safety questions, as well as working on species identification, um, walking the unit and understanding how to lay it out and understanding what, oh, those marked trees mean and what that means from a habitat retention and, you know, area, like, what does that mean? Why do we do that? What, you know, it, it's all of those sorts of yeah. Getting so you, that basic understanding of what their impact is on the landscape as well. Yeah. So are you seeing like um, a majority of the kids make it through the program or, you know, a third of them go, oh, this isn't what I thought it was going to be or um, kind of what's the I We've had so far, like. we've had really good. Yeah. So far, we've had really good success with students making it all cool. the way through the program. Um, I think that's an interesting question. I mean, I think that once we start the more intensive training in yeah. the academy style, Mm -hmm. it is possible that there will be some students that may like go, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't really want to be up in the woods this much, or I don't, I, that is possible. We may actually find more of that. That's an interesting question. I hadn't thought about that, um, but I appreciate that perspective because it may, but again, to our industry partners, to the well, employers it's really important. The end, yeah. You, you don't want yeah, to, it's really that important. yeah, that's what I kind of thought. Well, they define, I guess what I was saying, it's actually a good thing. Cause they would find out faster actually for you guys too. They'll you spend a whole out, year yeah. through and find out they went, Oh, okay. Right. Exactly. They're going to find out faster and they still, so like in that initial, um, 
in their first eight weeks, they'll be taking our class A permit training course. Okay. So they're going to get that, which is still valuable to have, even if they pivot and decide they want to go to construction equipment, yeah. um, which is a, a one year, like a two semester sort of certificate. Okay. Um, and then they also will be getting that beginning equipment um, operate and maintenance operations on the construction equipment. So that class also in those first eight weeks would count toward their, you know, a, certi- a certificate elsewhere. So for the student, okay. they're really not losing much no, no. Um, if they decide to pivot out halfway through. And so, I, but, and it is the value to the industry partner is like, Hey, we found, we found out, they found out. Um, yeah, and there may absolutely. be then students that are in some other pathway that came in doing something else and decided that they really wanted to do the equipment. And, you know, we haven't worked through that piece yet. Would there be an opportunity to bring a semester in or bring a student into a cohort halfway through a semester? Those would just have to really be yeah, looked yeah. at, um, you know, on a one on a one on one basis and and see what their experience is. Hi, we're going to take a quick break to thank our sponsors, the Pacific Forest Foundation and the Pacific Logging Congress. The PLC is going to have its annual Congress in Scottsdale, Arizona, this November 6th through 10th. For more information about this event, visit www.pacificloggingcongress.org. Okay, back to Becky. Now, the other exciting piece, super exciting, Mm -hmm. is we have been our HELO certificate, so Heavy Equipment Logging Operations Mm -hmm. Certificate at the college, is has been registered as a pre-apprenticeship and that pre-apprenticeship feeds into um the california registered apprenticeship for logging and forest workers Um, it is hosted here at the college but it is managed and overseen by an a a committee of industry representatives Um, it is a non-traditional um very non-traditional uh multi-employer um, apprenticeship that has been developed in side by side, you know, with input, industry developed it, industry manages it. At Shasta College, we host it, we facilitate it. We have a coordinator that just helps facilitate bringing apprentices in, getting them connected, you know, or put or apprentice candidates in, getting them connected with employers, working with bringing, you know, employer partners to the table. Um, and so it is a statewide apprenticeship. It has been registered um, with the Department nice. um, of Industrial Relations. So it's DIR registered through the Department of Apprenticeship Standards. And it is, um, you know, it, it's a full-fledged thing that, that we've launched. And so kind of the benchmark for that was used when the apprenticeship was developed was what sort of, you know, entry level skills, quantifiable skills, would an individual need to have for the industry apprenticeship committee to say, yes, we'll accept this person and as an apprentice. And so we were able to use the HELO program outcomes. So in curriculum, in curriculum, you have student learning outcomes for each and every course. And that really aggregates down to being the student learning outcomes for a certain, you know, for the certificate. So a student that has gone through the program should have been able to meet those required outcomes of all the courses that are part of their certificate program, which means that they meet the overall certificate program outcomes. And so we were able to use those outcomes, which basically is a definition of the different skills that they have learned and use that as kind of the basis benchmark. Now, students 
or apprentices can come into the apprenticeship program that have not ever been a Shasta College student because they've had other experience. They had, you know, they've worked elsewhere. They worked for their uncle or they worked for their grandpa or, you know, so they've gotten some experience that's not necessarily going to be listed on a certificate somewhere. Um, And through an interview process with that committee of, of industry representatives, then that committee can decide whether or not to accept that individual as an apprentice as is that yes, they kind of meet that benchmark or they might say, you know what? They're really, really close. They're almost there. We just want you to take one operating logging operating class. Just take that one class and then, and then that'll be good. So there's a lot of flexibility as to how apprentices can come into the program. What that apprenticeship does for the employee is it helps, it, it provides for them some additional training. Um, an apprenticeship is made up of on-the-job training coupled with additional supplemental classroom training. Yeah. And so um, there's some of those training pieces that are just structured into the apprenticeship, which is figured to be about two years. And there's okay. also some flexibility in that. And then for the employer, um, it also kind of provides that checkpoint and it provides opportunity to develop their own, you know, we have, we do have employers that um, have enrolled existing, very entry-level employees into the apprenticeship program, because it kind of provides a structure and some framework, you know, some checks and balances as to what are they really learning? What are we really quantifying hours on? Um, And so what we hope in the future is that these two things, the HELO certificate as a pre-apprenticeship, and then the um, registered apprenticeship, which actually we call CRAFT, California Registered Apprenticeship for Forest Training. Um, So they have their own kind of branding. It's called CRAFT, super cool. Yeah, yeah, but so is that through that kind of pathway, being able to demonstrate that an individual, an employee has been through those structured kind of quantifiable training programs, there may be opportunity eventually to sit down with insurers and have a conversation about, you know, there's some certified training now attached to to what we're doing. Um, And so through that certification, is there, are there opportunities to move the needle on some of the risk assessments that are made? Um, So, I mean, these are just things that are way far in the future. But it's the beginning of starting to put some structure around and put some certification and documentation in place around some of that training. And so I think that's I think that's exciting to look forward to as well. Yeah. And so where where are you getting are are you having problems filling the classes or they're all filled up and they got a waiting list or how's that working? (laughs) So we don't have a waiting list. Um, our logging operations class um, for this semester was mm-hmm. it was a full class. Um, however, two of them have ended up dropping up. I think one ended up deciding it wasn't for them, which is great. Mm-hmm. Yep, <laughs> and then the other good to find that out. Yeah, the other our our program any program that we have on campus that works with heavy equipment, um, there is a drug testing component, and so oh, yeah. that makes sense. 
students are drug tested, um, like a pre-employment type drug test coming into the program, and then they are subjected to random polls. Um, and so if at any time um, there is a positive test reported, then there's a series of mechanisms um, of, you know, kind of process and protocol that goes into place. And so we have lost one student out of the program for that as well, which oh, okay. also, frankly, is not necessarily a bad thing. Like we, no, that safety is super important and safety and accountability. So um, that's a really, it's a really key piece of our program. And that's also very unique to Shasta College, but I think it's really important that, oh, yeah, that we keep, that we keep those things in place because that's what, that's what the employers are going to expect anyway. So. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You guys have accomplished a lot, even since the last time I've talked to you guys. So um Oh, it just on the table it here. just keeps coming. I know. And really, so this is only, I get so lost even on the time. I mean, we launched this thing in fall of 2019 and we're in spring of 2022 and we have weathered a pandemic, a global pandemic. Yeah. Yes. And we're and we're still moving forward. And it's just so exciting. I think it just really speaks to the need in the industry. There's such a gap in the workforce. Um, you know, I often say it's like in California and, and federally, there's there's a lot of dollars being, um, you know, allocated for addressing forest health. You can, you can throw all the money in the world at it, mm-hmm. and you can have the best laid plans for all the fuel breaks you're going to do, and all of the fuels management and the veg management and clearing. And I mean, you can have. You can just have like everything on paper that says this is going to get us where we need to go. But if you can't find people to do the work, if there's not a workforce there, it is all for nothing. So that really is the key component. And there's, you know, there's other issues that are tied to that. There's housing in rural rural communities. Where are you going to put the workforce? Housing is a real issue here. Um, And so there's a lot of other, you know, kind of wraparound. Yeah, wraparound barriers and challenges to it. Um, so definitely recruitment into the program is a key thing that we focus on. Okay. Um, I think that for Shasta College, we're the training partner. So we put together how the, how the training program is developed, what it looks like, how it's delivered for the student. We work very closely with industry in doing that. But, you know, I think, and, and coming from someone that worked in communications within the industry, um, mm-hmm. And talking about talking about how we talk about the forest, um, the forest industry and the forest products industry and the forest sector as a whole. Yeah, I think it's really incumbent on on the industry, on the sector, to really start telling their story. And I've seen so much advancement and so much improvement in that over the last, yeah, so you know, four to five years. Um, but it needs to be more. And and so we want to be able to be the partner that. When industry is out there telling their story about all the reasons why, and I think there's a real opportunity to really connect it back to a social kind of conscience of, you know, we want, we want to help that, that emerging workforce, that next generation, you know, they, they think about their role in the world and the role of the work that they do and the role of the career that they choose in the world in a different way than you know, then kind of the retirement wave generation that's, yeah, that's and currently in the industry. And this they is think kind about of, it differently. And so for you, this has been, you went to the other side of the table, so to speak. 
What's been the biggest highlight for you so far in your career here, this new one? So, so far at Shasta, at Shasta College, the biggest highlight is, um, I think really in my role, I have an opportunity to convene a lot of different stakeholders and bring people to the table. Right now, we're talking, we have a group that we have been working with on our on the, on the truck driving side, because the truck driving is all part of it. Again, yeah. talk about workforce. You can't do the work in the woods if you don't have the workforce actually boots on the ground to do the work. However, you can do all that work. You can build all the workforce you want. And if you don't have a way to move material <laughs> from the woods to the to the value, you know, to wherever they're going to, to that market center, to that profit center, where they're going to be able to extract value, keep the whole cycle going, then again, you know, it's all for naught. So yep. we, we have tied truck driving into our whole picture. Um, and so we have a truck driving group right now, as an example, that we have got insurers at the table. We have insurance brokers at the table they are pulling some of their actual insurers and underwriters into the conversation. We have got um, some statewide organizations that have the ability to connect to the right folks on the policy side at the table. And then we have our faculty and we have our training partners at the table and we have our industry partners at the table. Okay, that is a very eclectic group of stakeholders. Yes. But what we're talking about is how do we get past the point of, and, and what does it look like? It's, there's, it's going to have to be a policy and a money um, solution somehow. Um, what does it look like to reduce the astronomical extra premiums or surcharges that mm-hmm. get placed on younger drivers and experienced drivers? Mm-hmm. We want to try to recruit truck drivers, but unless a company is a large company, which within this industry, they are typically not large companies, Yep, they are subject to just astronomical surcharges to where they can't hire anyone under 25 and everyone needs to have at least two years of experience. Yep. So what do we do? You know, I mean, this is a real challenge and how do we fix it? So that is a highlight for me so far is just being able to convene that group. And we're working on that, you know, trying to, trying to untie that, that knot. Um, It's going to be a slow process, uh, but that's a huge, I think that's a huge win. And I think the other huge win is just getting us to where we are so far. We want to thank our sponsors. Pacific Forest Foundation and the Pacific Logging Congress, as well as Timber West Magazine for making this podcast possible. And we want to thank Becky Rowe for taking time out to be part of Talking Timber. Until next time, take care.